It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. What it is, welcome to the wise men or Tyrus and the wise men. I think, isn't that where we ended up at? So, yeah, I thought it was KW. Yeah. Right. And with me right now, we got Aaron and Trevor, and somewhere out there is Jeezy. Uh, eventually, he'll join us at some point. So, a lot of talk, uh, fellas, about the R word these, these last couple weeks and, um, you know, the retirement word. What, let me ask you a question. Like for you guys, what is what would retirement look like? Like if you, when the time comes, because for all of us, one day, um, we'll no longer lace up the boots. Aaron retired from in ring activity and he's a manager, but you know, it's funny because he keeps punching people in the face. So I'm just kind of, kind of curious. Uh, would you call that semi retired? No, I don't punch people in the face at all. I don't know what you're talking myself at times, but I don't know. I'm just a, I'm just a manager. You're just a manager. Just okay. A simple manager. So uh, you punched Jax in the face. He's uh, punched me in the face since he's been a manager. Uh, he's punched. There's no proof of that. There's video proof, and you punched. Video proof. You punched Chris, a Masters opponent. Uh, in the face, and he fell into a full Nelson. But you're retired. But yet, I feel like you retired just so you can have a free will of punching people. And then when well, they say, well, "Let's what? get in the ring," you say, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm retired." He's on the he's on the Terry Funk retirement tour. Yeah, like exactly. You know what? It's, uh, there's a there's a little. Uh, you know, we, we all have our niche, shall we say? Yeah, niche. I think is what you were trying to say, but yeah. I said that. Yes, we all have yeah. our niche. Do you want to listen? Oh, what, uh, what's retirement for you, Steve? Like, oh, yes. well, okay, well, retirement for me would be to retire from everything. You know what I mean? Like, uh, finish my house in Montana and not have to go to work at all. Uh, wrestling was never, I never looked at wrestling like work. If that makes any sense, it was like, uh, it was hard and you had to work, you had to work your ass off, but it was a certain, it was like getting paid for something you really love to do, you know? So it was like kind of, Mm -hmm. the check is almost secondary. All we know, but you need to make those Benjamins. But, uh, wrestling for me was like, uh, it was not just a great escape, but it was like. It's like the last frontier uh, for like men to still be men, you know, the locker room, the camaraderie, the, you know, it's just the way the world works now. You just don't have time. You don't, you know, you don't, you can't sit around in the locker room and, you know, go out and, and fight for 15 or 20 minutes and then come back and just shoot the shit with the boys. You know, those days are like few and far between. I don't think I like have, I can't remember the last time I had a beer with a buddy that it wasn't after a match or if we snuck beer in the locker room? <laughs> I don't have uh, really too many friends outside of the wrestling business. So what I mean right. by that, like legitimately like one or I think maybe two people that have nothing to do with pro wrestling 
other than that, like all of my buddies, um, I'm talking to my friends right now. Basically, yeah. like my handful of guys are on this podcast right now. And and that's the and that's the crazy thing because I've tried to branch out, but it's it's just um, now I can other former athletes they get it. I, I think it's the I think it's just the athlete mentality because we're when we work it's work, you know, and when we're home it's like your home time, you know, like when you've been on the road for three weeks and you're only home, you know, for four days, you don't go meet the guys at the lodge. You know what I'm saying? You just don't have time. You just, you can't do it, you know, and you don't want to be, you know, and there's no time for clubbing. There's no time for even golf with the boys. So a lot of the, you know, a lot of the civilians, uh, well, Hey, we should meet for golf or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that takes up all day. And I'm only home, you know, three days a week. So, uh, I, I don't have uh, I don't have eight hours to play golf. I wish I could, but um, especially if you have a family with yeah. children, you know, with children and stuff, because that time at home is so important to them. They know how less you know they don't get much of it. So I always thought that wrestling and, and football. When I was chasing football, and and then when I got into wrestling, I always thought that was it was icing on the cake, kind of speak. Like I always had in the back of my mind, what am I going to do the day my body can't go anymore? Because you can't wrestle forever, with the exception of maybe Ric Flair. But um, and I heard Hogan's talking about wrestling again. So, but oh, with, with, with those two exceptions to the rules, uh, for most of us, you have to be able to move on to have other things because not all of us are going to have, uh, you know, careers like. Taker and Sean and and guys who have made you know millions upon millions uh, of dollars and can literally you know chill out the rest of their life. Uh, hopefully they saved it and all that good stuff. But you know because then there's the guys who transition like Rock and Cena to where uh, and they were top guys making top dollar and then they they parlayed that into a, a very successful acting career. And but for most of us. It's like you wrestle, and then I, you know, you start getting in those long in the tooth around, you know, like that. You start getting in the forties and stuff. That's when it's kind of like, you know, just things start slowing down, you know. Um, but I always thought I, you got to have a plan B because you got to be able to maintain after you know your time in the ring is done. So when you when when you guys do you guys think in those terms or because also wrestling you can get real caught up with just one day at a time. I get, I get caught up in that, yeah, quite often, actually. You know, the what's next. Hey, by the way, sorry, I, I'm a couple minutes behind, but, like, you know, I always had this envisionment that uh, what's next for me is some sort of role to kind of be a purveyor of news and truth and kind of, you know, lend my street smarts with my superior intellect to, like, the world of uh, cable news. And then I thought about writing, I don't know, two books about my life. I think that would be a good retirement strategy. Wow, it sounds really me. familiar. Kind of, it's a great path. Yeah, it's, it's a great a plan. Great it's it's damn near genius. Um, you know, today. Say what? EC three's not training in the woods today. No, I just got out of the woods actually, but I I, I miss you guys. Trevor really brought a tear to my eye. It's true about the brotherhood. I wanted to chime in on that, just saying that, like, it is impossible to have conversations with people like that aren't like-minded to drive, whether it is wrestling yeah. or like Tyrus with the athletes, yeah. you know, things like that. And it's almost sure. why we have to, we have to bond together and you know 
like we have to be responsible for each other and you know what's next in each other's lives too you know we're, we're the ones that have to take care of each other whether it's the, the greatest conclusion or the necessary one i you know if you know what i mean yeah well let me, let's riddle this okay let's say lightning strikes and ec3 uh yeah. hits the upset at at um 75 and he wins right so i i'm retired like, from yeah. active competition and wrestling and i'm a man of my word so uh i'm not gonna just change my name and just show up next week um but for the record though i i never wanted that no i know it's not about you it's about me i'm making a point uh, to myself i got you know um sometimes when you're at the top of the mountain you've you've got to remind yourself of that crawl to the mountain and how quickly you can fall you know and, and it's a wrap but what i really started thinking about um, just today, right now, because I don't dwell on shit too much, but because um, we see it, we see the changeover when you see your sports heroes and stuff like that. When guys, you know, we're looking at every year in the NFL, some of your favorite players uh, get cut. Not so much now as an adult, but like when you're like, man, that guy was he was an All Pro and he's getting released, you know? And you're like, wow, man, what's what's that look like for him? I think one of the scariest things about in, in wrestling retirement is kind of funny because guys will retire and then come back nine, ten times like Terry Funk. I think Ric Flair has had like 40 last matches. Uh, <laughs> you know, Shawn Michaels was done. Uh, Taker left his boots in the <laughs> ring. I, and that's one thing. Like, if you leave your boots in the ring, you you should not be allowed to come back. There's I feel no, like yeah, that's yeah. the worst. And your hat. And your hat. Like that yes. Hat kind of sealed from it. And then you're in Saudi Arabia in a tag match. I I was like, come on, man. Like, that's not retirement. You know, that's – you can't – you shouldn't – when you retire, you shouldn't come back. But boxing is notorious for that. Guys retire, and then they come out of retirement for the right amount of money or whatever. So, I mean, it's not – it's just – but with wrestling, if you're going to go to the lengths of taking your boots off and put them in the ring, I think think that's where the – that should be the last time you have the boots on. You know, in, in my opinion, uh, Billy Gunn just did it recently. And, and it was funny because the crowd was like, why are you doing that? You're bigger and in better shape what? than 90% of the roster. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Your heads are prime at 58. Dude. Yeah. But he, he look at him. <laughs> he's, not, he's a mutant. Yeah, he's literally a number one contender in any place he goes. Absolutely. And it's not so like he can't go on the mic. You know, <laughs> I mean... But he also maybe he was just looking at it like you, you also got to want it still, you know. And I don't uh, know him well enough. I had some fun interactions with him in the WWE, but I don't I don't well know him well enough to like you know go ask him. Uh, but you think about because here's the scariest thing about retirement: the only time you see your wrestling buddies is at wrestling shows. We don't yep. vacation together, you know. Because I made a joke to Trevor. I think it was the last time we were at. Um, when we were at the uh, Crockett Cup, uh, congratulations again, by the way. I was very proud of you guys that night, even though, um, you know, we came back We were robbed. But, uh, <laughs> BFT was robbed. Oh, uh, relax. Well, you know what? Maybe you should have punched more people in the face. Matter of fact, didn't you punch Trevor in the face that night, actually? He, he did punch. He did punch. Face. Yeah, this guy, yeah, he's his retirement isn't worth the paper he read it on. No, but. no, 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 no. You know, because maybe, you know, maybe things don't work out for me. I'll become a manager, and I'll just show up and just walk around punching you in the face, Aaron. Uh, I mean, 
I wouldn't be opposed to you standing between me and Mike. And walking, no. You know what? That's, I'm not. Well, you know what? I can give you a few pointers. Free bird. Yeah. Free uh, can bird. I get a crushed green fall. velvet jacket? <laughs> <laughs> the worst shoes possible. Yes. Yes. I know a guy that he will walk by you ten times, Yo, hoping cool you will notice his shoes. And I will tell everybody: do no, not, do, do not respond to anything in his outfit. Do not. No, see, I. Because you, he gets dressed so early. He is a manager. He's usually in the semi-main event or deep in the card, and he's the first guy dressed when you get there. I have. (laughs) You know what? I don't have to get dressed because, like, as a manager, life does get a little easier. You don't have to lace your boots up. You just get cool tank top, and uh, and I wear my jeans or dress pants or whatever, and uh, and that's it. It's not that hard. And the loaded glove. I can't help it if I look. I can't help it if I look good. You know, hey, all I do is dress, rest, and ride. That's my name. That's my game. Okay. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a bit. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. So back to my point before that bullshit session that just happened. Uh, I don't think Aaron's retired at all. I think he's just waiting for the right time. And he's punched enough people to where they're going to want to get his ass in the ring eventually. But uh, my my biggest concern is, and not just take this match out of it, take 75 with EC3 out of it, but if you go into just when it's time, that night you get in the ring and you get old, or you can't, you know, you go to hook a guy. Now, I've, I could literally T-bone a, a T-Rex. I really believe that. But there'll be there'll come a night where I'll snatch a guy up, and as I get him up, I go, "Oh, geez." Then it's like it's time. And the biggest fear is is you won't see your friends anymore, because our business is vicious when you're not there, and we see it when guys got released. Like you'd be on the road with a guy for two years straight, and pretty much you're in the gym together, you share a hotel room together. There's a brotherhood. You break bread together. You go through missing your families together. You 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 argue with your wives together. Like you're always together, and then one of you gets let go. Not only do you lose the job and the opportunity to to entertain in, in wherever you're working, but you also a lot of times lose the friendships because the wrestler keeps going. He's still got to go back on the road, and someone's got to take your place. And that's the I think that's the probably the scariest thing because if we all if we all were telling the truth right now, if we all said, listen, every September we're all going to get together for a three day weekend uh, in Florida, Atlanta Lakes to go fishing, and it's going to be something we do every year. Ninety five percent of us won't be able to make it because we're going to get booked. Yeah. You know, that's yep. the, that's the, and if we all live in different parts of the country, so that's probably the scariest thing uh, about retirement. I, I don't think it'd be so much about the, you know, the ring work when you've had as many matches as, as I've had in battles and stuff. I, I can look back on my career and be like, you know, I don't got to take a backseat to nobody. Uh, but when you look at like, where do you go for friendships after that? Because that's, that's the scariest part of the game. And, just curious and, and just knowing that you can be okay because then you worry about people. You know, you guys don't want to see like, hey, man, I uh, just saw Tyrus at a signing show in Modesta <laughs> and uh, it was bad. You know, he looked terrible. 
You know, because there's that depression when you don't. It's not so much being in the ring. I think you miss that, but you can get booked pretty much anywhere nowadays. I mean, there's literally. I mean, indies is like. I mean, someone's garage is having a show. So I mean, like you could you could get booked. Although it's not going to be the same thing. But I think the camaraderie is the biggest thing. And and do you ever see that changing? Anyone see that changing where the the boys' mindset changes, or that's just the way of the beast? Well, man, that was that was heartbreaking to hear, but 100% accurate. Oh, it's, it sucks. Like, well, because you... Well, but the guys on the road that you go and you sacrifice and you do all this stuff with, they literally are the only ones that understand you. Right. Like, people at home, um, they can say they understand the situation. They can say that they've seen it, but they really don't. And when you have to come back to your normal life and you have no one around you that can understand what you sacrifice to get where you're at or, or the sacrifices you have to make um, that have changed you as a person, that to me is the, the most difficult part. And it that's the scariest part. Like it doesn't, it, it scares me more than anything. Because you guys, like, that's one of the reasons why I love NWA. No, I don't get me wrong. I love the creative part. I love going out and wrestling. But I look forward to flying in and seeing who's at the hotel and who I can hang out with bullshit and look at the clock and go, okay, well, we got to be at work at, at, at 11 tomorrow. So that means that gives me a uh, seven hours of sleep. Oh, I can hang out with my buddies for five hours. Yep. It's, yep. bro, it's. It's what makes me still love the business. Um, so that's I mean, that's the scariest part, in my opinion. Well, yeah, what I love, like last time we were at the hotel, Trevor, and you're sitting there and you're ordering your steak, and I'm walking by. It's like chance encounter. Hey, man, can I join you? Absolutely. Please. Start rapping. We're having a good talk. A couple of my, uh, what Tyrus called it, was it a cult? Students, whatever. Just so you know, a, a cult is a compliment these days because it's very lucrative sure. business. It is. It really is. But uh, yes, they got to sit under and chat with Trevor. And hmm, there's my retirement. Normal human Trevor, man. It was a like moment, and so that was a good experience for them. Yeah, that rules. Because the, here's the well, crazy thing: because when you get off the road, that time's for your family. You can't say, "Hey, hun, I'm not uh, uh, this weekend." Instead of flying home, I'm going to go fishing with Trevor this weekend because he he got released and I haven't seen him in a couple months. That's not going to fly. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Like not even ever. Because they're like, "What? Get home." I wouldn't know <laughs> that because I don't have a family. So. Yeah, well, Aaron, it's a little different for you uh, because you don't have a family. Uh, EC3 just hasn't met the right uh, woman yet. Aaron, I don't, you know, you're you're, you're in love with Aaron. So I think um, I'm incapable of yes. staring myself. Yeah, you just you love yourself too much to to just lower yourself to another person's opinion or values or traditions or wants or needs. No. It's a lot right. for you, and and. I'm, I, for one, am glad you've come to accept the fact that you are your own best friend. And, uh, you know, you just – you are just a full-time job. You just don't have time uh, for anyone else because, you know, it's hard to, to be Aaron. It is. You know what? You always got to think of the new shoes to get. Yep. Um, 
et cetera, et cetera. But uh, actually coming up here uh, tomorrow morning, EC3 and I, speaking of being on the road, we have, uh, what, a five-hour car ride from Louisville to Cleveland. So uh, we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be experiencing some good old-fashioned uh, bonding time. Yeah, so EC3, you're ready to do a lot of driving then, basically. <laughs> oh, no, it's already worked out. Yeah, of course it is. What worries me about that drive is because we're going up uh, CYN's hosting a seminar. So Aaron has offered his insight to the younger generation. To help train. You, you're going to help train people or, you know, tell them, tell them about wrestling. Yeah. You're going to teach. Yeah. Hey, make but sure you yeah. watch, see how much he charges guys under the table. I will. Yeah. Just with Aaron, just think Bobby the Brain Heenan had a child and it was Aaron. That's basically what it is. Look, the more the more I see him as a manager, the more I, I, I now appreciate how frustrated Gorilla Monsoon used to be all the time having to deal with him. Because it's the same exact thing. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. Every time I turn around, I'm rolling my because I have called him friend, so I'm stuck with him. <laughs> And I look at his antics, and I just have to shake my head. Yeah. We have this five-hour you know drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me finish. We have this five-hour drive. We're going to be chatting. I worry we're going to out-talk each other the whole way, that we're going to have nothing left in the tank for five hours of training. People. Oh. So we might need quiet. Yeah, we might well, need a little quiet. Well, you're going to be quiet because Aaron's going to have to get a nap. Oh, good. Tell him, Tyrus. Tell so what, him, Tyrus. Yeah, what Aaron used to do is uh, he would get in the car and he would throw a tantrum. Okay. He would be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I took my nighttime medicine. I am so <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, it's just a force of habit. You know, gosh, I am useless at this point. <laughs> uh, luckily, I brought a pillow from the hotel room, so... Uh, if you know, and then he would adjust the seats and the luggage to basically form a chaise lounge for him. And, I had uh, a little cot, yep. yeah, and he would yep. set it up shop and he would say several times, You know, I would love to be driving right now, but I, you know, my little mit I made a mistake. I took my sleeping medicine, and um, you know, I'm gonna fight it as long as I can, guys. I'm gonna fight it, but uh, you know, chances are I probably won't be awake much longer, and I. I apologize, and, uh, you know, I'll try to remember tomorrow. Please remind me. Like, please make a note. Remind me. Uh, shoot me a text when we're getting ready to go not to take my uh, my my sleep medicine, please, because uh, I want to do my part. And I, was, and I remember sitting there looking at Santino going, at some point, can we just tell him to shut the f*** up? We know he takes it no matter what. He does this on purpose, but he has to do the apology. And the and he will talk into literally where he will fall asleep, and then uh, he'll show a little regret, you know. But then he's the first one in the morning, like morning guys. Why are you guys so uh, uh, Tyrus? Why aren't you in a good mood? I'm like, well, because I drove all night, Aaron. You know, yeah, Aaron would not have survived a car ride with Harley. Oh, he, he would have found a way guy. because Aaron is very he he would he would be his acting skills. That's why I always told him he's going to be a great actor. He would sell it. Like, I'm talking like punch the seat. Like damn it, I can't believe I did that. Come on, man! Like and you're just sitting there and listen. It's when you see it for the first time, you know you're like, wow, man, this dude's really upset. Oh man, that's cool. I respect that. But after two years of the same stick. You know, I didn't even ask him anything. The only guy who wouldn't let it go was uh, Santino. Santino just wanted to make sure Aaron drive. He's, like, he's going to drive. I'm making him drive. And I'm like, I don't know why. He, he never succeeded. No, because even the night he did, 
Uh, it was 75 oh, on the freeway. Real quick. It was 75 on the freeway, and Aaron's going 35. And <laughs> and and I I'm not selling it. I am not selling it. Santino's losing his mind. And I said, he wants you, you are losing the game to him. He wants you to get mad and tell him to pull over and you drive. So I'm fine with 35 miles an hour. So we're going to get there in seven hours instead of four. So be it. He's driving. And it went on for like maybe 30 minutes. And finally, I could hear the breathing and the humping. And, and, and Santino keeps changing his positions in the seats. And then he had this jean jacket and a scarf on. He's like taking the scarf off. He's taking the jacket off. He's like sitting around. He's looking at us. And finally he goes, pull over. Just pull over. I can't take it anymore. Just, just, just get in the back. Just get in the back. And I said, he wins. He wins. He's like, no, no, no. You know, and uh, the only uh, my get back was, of course, once he got back in the seat, he immediately apologized. He had taken his uh, his meds for his stress, his sleep meds that would, you know, calm him down because he's so stressed out driving. Uh, And once he fell asleep, I said, "Uh, wait about four exits and pull over to a random hotel and tell him we're here. And oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And he hopped out and he's like, I'll get the bags. And uh, he went inside there and we drove off. And, oh, shit. <laughs> and and we were laughing our asses off. And then I get a text. Clearly, no one cares for me. No one likes me. I'll be fine. Go on without me. And I was like, oh my god! Like the drama was not good. Job, fellas, Clearly. you got me. No, no, I've already checked in for the night. Just leave me. That. No, I, I laughed about that. I did laugh about that. That was good. No one. I, I, I give you. That. No one wants me here. It's fine. I'm like, get in the car, Aaron. You know. And then Santino. Santino basically was. Like Mama Bird, because I was the disconnected dad who kept looking out the window, wondering what my life would have been like had I not gone to that prom. <laughs> <laughs> but do do you look out the window and hear the Incredible Hulk theme? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I literally did. But you know, <laughs> it was it was just the way it was, you know, because it was guys like I when I we drove with Heath Slater, it was an argument over who was driving. Heath wanted to drive the whole time, like he had to prove. That he could, he was a great driver. It was like certain guys, and Aaron had no interest in it at all. <laughs> so see, I was a lot easier. And, and, and the thing is, man, you know, it was the fact that I took the time to apologize, right? Like I, and, I, and it was, I took the time to try to convey sincerity. And I think that's what gets lost, and you know, as we we reflect on this. Um, so I'm not all bad. No, I, know, I, I but the problem started. is that here's my problem with that, Aaron. Uh, you literally would take your sleeping pill and go, ha ha. And then five seconds later, I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. I didn't think. Well, because it would hit. And I'd be like, oh, wait a minute. I did something wrong. Yeah. I need to own up to it and man up to it. Yeah. And uh, and I don't think there's a lot of people that would man up to it the way I did consistently night after night. But after laughing night. to yourself right as you do it, as you do it, and then taking a few seconds to be like, Gentlemen, I just made a horrible mistake. Like that's not that's not the same thing. That's like brilliant. My plans work. There's nothing they can do now. They will not argue science because that's the thing. A guy says he's tired. You'd be like, "Yo, put some cold water on your face." But if a guy says, "I took my sleeping medicine," you're not you're not putting him in the, yeah. you're not putting him in the car. You're just not. <laughs> it ain't worth my life. Yeah, nobody's taking that chance. Nope, nope. And he wasn't a good driver, anyways. But uh, and now that I think about him on the road, retirement doesn't sound so bad. We made him drive in New York one night, and we were like in Brooklyn with the bridges and stuff, and he started screaming at the top of his lungs. 
I can't drive in this. I can't drive in this. I don't know which way's what. There's bridges. Is like he was just losing it. And I looked at Santino, and both our arms were crossed. I'm like, nope, you're driving. Like that's it. You're driving. And people are this, still root there. The speed limit's 35, so you're good. Go ahead, bro. Like go ahead. And he was having a mental breakdown because he could not find a way to get out of it. The man hates driving with a passion and a business yeah, where well, you I'll- have to drive. You have to be on the road. Unless you got bus money. And unfortunately, we all hitched our wagons to the wrong guys because none of us ever made it to bus money. No. I got to get on somebody else's bus a couple times. Well, you want to, like, that's why you buddy up. Hopefully, one of you becomes top guy because then you roll with your boys. Right. (laughs) You know? But uh, our, our bus guys never really wavered. It was like show, Randy, Cena, Punk. Uh, Triple H had one, got, of course. I think that was. I got to go on. I got to go on his bus one time because he wanted to show Cade and I an old uh, black and white of Dickie and Dusty in a tag match. And uh, you know everybody's got buses, but that dude, that dude had a cruise liner. Like that was that was yeah. nice. That was money. Yep. And uh, I would imagine. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Daniel Bryant was close to bus bus guy. I don't. The worst thing is like guys who would go halves in it or like three guys would uh, go in it all together. I think it was DiBiase Jr. and a couple guys decided to get together and split a bus. And then you get written yeah. off a of TV. <laughs> and then you're yeah. stuck with a giant bus bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. Until they offer it to you, like, hey, we're going to get you a bus, then you just, you know, you just don't do it. Rent a car like everybody else. Yeah, I mean that is the game, wasn't it? I remember, um, and uh, who was? I think it was Jinder Mahal, maybe or somebody. They had a cousin or something that worked at um, National, and they and they gave us a, a coupon code, and it was like oh, it was supposed to be a one off, like you can use it one time, but you can't give wrestlers anything. You you just can't. And I just put it on my thing, and I literally, I think it was like two years ago, I finally got outed. <laughs> National was like, uh, wow. we made some calls. You don't work for the WWE anymore. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> Sir, you've been getting a 35% discount, and you haven't worked for the WWE in almost four years. And I was like, huh, crazy. Well, hmm. um, hmm. <laughs> Dang it. Shocked. Technically, technically, I'm an independent contractor. Yeah, I've always been an independent contractor, and they just said, basically, you're not welcome at National anymore. <laughs> you're done. So, because uh, I guess it was, it took them too long to see if they took the discount off how much I would owe. Because I was, you know, national was great because you just walk in, grab your car, drive off, and then uh, you get an awesome discount. But, uh, you know, it finally, but that's the thing about the boys. You know, you just don't, you give us a good thing and we just, you know, and I wasn't, I'll say like Aaron, it wasn't malicious. I just put it in one time and I, you know, forgot about it and just was like, oh man, I don't know why nationals, nationals way cheaper than all these other ones. <laughs> you put it in your profile. Yeah, popped it right in there. You know, they yep. said because you rent the car when because when you first start renting cars in the WWE, you don't necessarily have a you don't have a group like belong to a, a you just take because you're first on the road. They rent the cars for you and you pick them up. Yep. And then eventually you're on your own, and then that's when you get your own like you get you sign up for Fast Pass or whatever the hell it is. And then you know I did that and I was like, oh yeah, let me put that code in there. And uh, it was phenomenal. And then life after WWE, every time I rent a car, I'd be like, oh, national. I'm going national because they're, they're so much cheaper than everybody else. Well, now I know, I know why now. 
Now, see, if they would have let you keep going with the code, they could have got some press here. Yep. <laughs> they did not. They're, Sir, you no longer work for the WWE. I'm like, that is correct. <laughs> and he was proud of himself. It was like he thought he was on forensic files. Like, you got me, Johnson. <laughs> Man, that might have been the highlight of that dude's day. Like he had a I folder. Into a, into a Planet Fitness today. So I have a somebody else's Planet Fitness thing in my phone, and they never look. Ever. Tan, Jim, on the road. You know, it's everywhere. But today, they they got me. They go, this isn't you. I said, yes, it is. They're like, no, it's not. What's your name? And it's, I don't know the real name. Oh, great. <laughs> I went, this is absurd. I'm leaving. You got to do it the way Arn Anderson used to do it. He would come in uh, just fast. Like, oh, I only got 15 minutes, man. Appreciate it. Good seeing you again. All right, let me get this workout in. And he would. Oh, the, they wouldn't even have time. To ask him anything. And he's like, I, I, the locker room's still over there. I'll show myself. Yep. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. And then he would just go do his workout. And I think it was the same thing. He'd think he did the pull downs, did a couple curls, uh, looked in the mirror a lot. In the, in the body suit. In the body yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the body suit. body suit. Yep. In the body suit. Do a couple <laughs> things. If he saw you at the gym, he'd give you a look. I said, make sure you're in the arena early because yeah. we're going to roll around. I'm like, yes, sir. Uh, and then he was up. Oh, right, thank you. Appreciate it. Nope. No autographs. And was out. And the, the person standing there was like, I didn't ask for an autograph. You know, like he just he just hit him with some <laughs> random stuff. So uh, I tried it a couple times. Like, nope, uh, I gave it to the office last week. I'm already good. And they're just like, what the hell? But it's too late. You're already through. And if you talk to them like you know them, and then they feel bad because they can't remember you. So you turn yep. around on them. Yep. Especially if they have a name tag on. You say that first name. Hey, Johnny, what's going on, man? Hey, appreciate what you did for me yesterday. Um, but uh, I got to hit my work. I'll talk to you later about it. Appreciate it. All right, I'm going to go hit my workout. Johnny's freezing up because he's like, oh, I don't remember his name. <laughs> and that'll work. Who is this humongous, humongous tattooed man calling me by my name that I have no idea who he is? Yeah, but I'm not going to hurt his feelings. <laughs> so just let it roll. You know, that's one of the – but I learned that from the, the super veteran. Uh, Arn is like, that's his move. You make it like you just act like they, you've been there before. But uh, I always always popped – I always thought that was cool. Because gym memberships get expensive. And the worst thing about gym memberships is canceling them. Like I, I had Planet Fitness and I had – for when I was at Hard Knock South because we don't really do – our cardio was the training. So we didn't have bikes and treadmills and stuff, and so I was trying to get oh, a little yeah. extra. I was trying to get a little extra car, uh, cardio in, and where I lived in Tampa, I had a gym, a Planet Fitness, right next to me, and it was god awful. But and uh, at the time, I had this uh, a, a kid I used to work with in L.A. He was staying with me, so I got us dual memberships, and um, I'd go in there and work out. And after like after like maybe three weeks, I was like, you know what? This ain't worth it. I'm just going to push the sled longer at Rob's because one, the, 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 the weirdest people in the world are in there. Uh, a lot of guys working out in jeans, you know, uh, it was just weird. So I was like, Hey, and then I ended up moving and whatever. And I kept getting hit with that 1995 a month. Right. So I tried to cancel it. And they were like, no, you have to physically come in and tell us I'm canceling my membership. I said, what? Or you have to go find a, send a certified letter to us and have it delivered to us to cancel your membership. That's the only way. It's like, I 
just you just cancel it. So they're like, so you literally have to you know if you're on the road, and sometimes you get caught and you have to buy memberships, and that's the worst. Uh, and then usually the worst part is is someone like Aaron gets caught, and you all get through, and he's like, hey guys, they caught us, and we're sitting there going, oh come on, man. You let them, you let them in. Yep. That yeah, Aaron when was. One goes down, we all go down. No, yeah, yeah. They see. Yeah. Please know. tell me you didn't do that, Aaron. Oh. A thousand percent. Please. He wasn't. He wasn't the worst one. Uh, I think. I think Titus O'Neil was the worst one. Ty, if, yeah, the gym. He's the worst. Yeah. Everything. I don't think I've ever done that. No. That no. That's even that. That that, that's that would that would have to mean you actually went to the gym because you your workouts were very different. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Now you're are you questioning my my physical prowess again? No, you just had a different way of working out. Uh, yes. I never yes, saw you I, uh, benching or squatting or power cleaning or any of that stuff. You just kind of did like uh, mirror stuff, a lot of mirror stuff. Hey, it's an aesthetic business. So yeah, I train for aesthetics. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No problems. That's, that is, you know, that's your bag. If I was in too good a shape, the character wouldn't have worked. Seriously, the right. character would not have worked. Right. And um, it's just uh, you know I, I stick to that. Okay. Yeah, you really should be paying Bobby Heenan's family some form of stipend. <laughs> no. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a hot minute. I watch, I, I, and I'm, this is a compliment. I've been watching a lot of the old prime times, and I just finished watching oh, the, the one where, where uh, Perfect, uh, Savage asked Perfect to be his tag partner. Yeah. And Heenan. <laughs> One of the lines that he said was so great, and I started laughing because it was Aaron. He was at this point, he had got so frustrated, he slapped Henning, and Henning was about to end him. And Bobby gets on his knees. He's like, "Get on my knees. I'll apologize. I'm sorry." And he's frantic, and he says, "Listen, I'll get you all the money you could have earned." And I just started laughing because he was like, he basically said, "I'll give you all the money I stole from you. I'll I'll, I'll help you earn all the money you could have earned." Like he basically said, "Yeah, we put you in the backseat because they didn't want him to wrestle because he was supposed to be there to watch Ric Flair's back." And it was just—it was such a little, little thing, but it was—I was dying laughing because he basically told on himself in such a clever way that it was like it's they, a smart heel, though. That's, oh, it that's, was a genius! I I'll get you the money you could have earned. Yep, because I kept it all, <laughs> like. It was great. It was just great, and you know, then of course uh, Henning dropped the water on him, and of course Heenan was so was so upset, and he was so distraught, you know. And then I think it was Vince was looking at him afterwards, and you know, he was just he was going on and on. But I don't think anyone, with the exception of Aaron, can complain the way Heenan does, and like justify bad behavior, and try to make other people feel like it's their fault. And that's a compliment. Yeah, thank you. you. That's a huge compliment. Well, the thing is, though, I mean, it's it's the definition of bad behavior, right? I mean, if bad behavior means like, oh, wait a minute, I come out on top. I mean, God forbid, I simply call it being a good businessman, right? I, I simply call that, you know, looking out. I mean, how, how many times? You got to look out for number one, which, by the way, I don't. Because if I was looking out for number one, I wouldn't have taken the time to apologize for accidentally taking my sleeping medication. Right. And I, I wouldn't have put in the thought into it, the effort into it. 
And uh, and I'm just going to say, you know what? Had I not been there, I would say your time in the WWE would not have been as memorable. No. No, it was not. That That is true. No, it's true. Most of it took my mind off most of the other stuff going on in the locker room. Uh, getting myself ready to drive with Aaron. But, uh, no. I mean... That's the you know, stuff that and, – and to kind of pull this full circle, uh, that's the stuff about retiring when you do retire. I think that's the stuff you miss the most. You don't hear the the old-timers, the the guys who laid the paved the way for us. They never talk about wrestling matches. They talk about on the road. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Haku and, and Arn Anderson drove on the road together uh, for forever. And their nickname, they had the same nickname for each other, Fat Man. So they would always, when, whenever they see each other, hey, Fat Man. Oh, how are you, Fat Man? And they both would call each other fat. And it was, but, and it was always laughing. And they would always tell me a story about driving in ice somewhere or, uh, you know, uh, or Arn would look at him and they'd be lost somewhere. And he was like, you always get me in trouble every time I ride with you. And he's like, we always ride together. See? And, you know, it's just they always – but they never – you never hear them talk about – you never hear the guys talk about matches. So I think mm. that's that's the thing that I think you miss the most once – if you when you walk away from it on good terms. I think if you complain about never getting the push or never winning the United States Championship or whatever the hell it was, um, I think that stuff – haunts you and then it makes it difficult for the boys to be around you after you're gone you know if you're always bitter but when you when you're done in the ring i think you remember the the fun stuff on the road and how we all survived together i think those are the memories that you share i don't hear a lot of guys talk about matches maybe i'm wrong i I don't know if you guys have or not but whenever you hear old guys talk it's always a funny story about the locker room well think about it guys like we spend what 12 hours a day to sitting around so we can work for 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Uh, other than that, we're all trying to, you know, fill each other's time. And, you know, you can't help but sit around and ask a fellow, you know, what do you do? You know, get to know somebody. We've become close as friends and brothers. And, man, you cannot find that, in my opinion, anywhere outside of wrestling, especially with, like, you know, for instance, you and me, Tyrus, like, we knew each other before while we were at the WWE, but it wasn't until the NWA and then you and I started punching each other in the face before we actually became close to yeah. each other. And as weird as that sounds, I feel closer to you in the last, you know, two and a half, three years than I have with people that I've known for fifteen years. I yeah, I think when I you know. sweat together and I think the thing about the WWE is is like your circle is so small. And it depends when a new guy's coming in and excited and fresh and you're like, man, I'm on day 300. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's day I've 300. Seen, I've seen some shit. Yeah. And I'm, I got heat right now and I'm trying to figure my stuff out. And the new guy's like, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. Hey, what's up? I got to go. <laughs> like I got, I, I don't have time. I can't do this right now. I got my own issue. Like the, because people don't realize the stress, uh, the WWE, the, the level of stress in the WWE, um, because everybody's a star. Let's, that's the everybody's talented, you know. And and the people that we say aren't are are talented enough, you know. Yeah. And and being the best guy doesn't really mean anything because if you can do enough for what the WWE 
he deems you a star. The guy who has better moves or is a better talker, but they like your look better. There's something about you that they can get behind and and polish the the other stuff, the aesthetic stuff. So I mean, and there's that pressure of like I could be the best I could be. I could be the best guy in the locker room. As far as like every one of my peers wants to wrestle with me, they want to feud with me, but the writers don't see it. That's the that's the frustrating part of the WWE, where they'll say, oh, you know what, this other guy has half the experience, but man, we like his look. I think he can sell. I think he can sell T-shirts, so we're gonna go with him. And and that stress of like, you hold on to your spot so tight, you can't, you can't even enjoy it sometimes, because you're just so worried about losing the spot. And then you get to a point of maturity, because that's why all the great stars in the WWF, by the time they got there, they were in their late 30s and 40s, because they they had been through all the stuff, and then they just knew how to, like, they just took everything for a grain, like, they took it for what it was. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, and now, you get thrown in the fire, bro, you got, you learn quick, they throw you out there quick, and you either sink or swim, and if you... And if you're drowning, there's no life, Jeff. <laughs> you're just going to drizzle out. It's, no, it's yeah. literally the, you know, you've got one shot, one opportunity, yeah. one one chance. You work your whole career, and you screw up one little thing. It could be like, oh, no, he's not ready. Yeah. And that, that that's, a, that's a tough, tough test, you know. And, and, and if you don't make and if you don't make it, man, it's. You know, it's it's mind numbing. You know what I mean? Because then, of course, you question everything you've done up to that point. What you've got to do to fix it? It's it's a tough spot. But it's supposed to be. And I think sometimes, like uh, those of us who have paved out careers, it was because we were we were tough enough and smart enough and talented enough to keep it going. And it's not for everybody. You know, a guy drops a big first down in the NFL, you might not get another route. That's how it works with entertainment and sports. Because those things are not mandatory. We are all playing with house money. And if you're able to carve out a career in entertainment, in sports, a long one, then you've you've beaten a lot of odds. Because there's a lot of people being, it's a short, you'll see a guy in there for like two years and that's it. And then what's he doing now? Well, he's he's and he's got a good life. He's married, or he's whatever he's selling. He's teaching, or he's a lawyer, or whatever. You know, uh, so to be in the sport a long time and keep food on the table and keep your it's a it's a cool thing. And uh, there's not as many there's not that many of us. And we I think that's why sometimes when we see the guys coming in that come in when a guy like Mercurial comes in the locker room and and tells everyone he's better than ninety percent of guys and you just look at him like what. <laughs> Jesus. What planet are you from? You know, but I forgot about that one. Oh, oh I have not. You're lucky. Man, wow. what makes it bad is none of us would have ever in our young career have ever would have ever even thought to say that in a no. public setting. I walked up to take her. Hey, look, man, you and me are better than 90% of the guys in here. Oh, man, I don't know how fast Mark Carano would have been. Hey, come walk with me. <laughs> I don't worry about your stuff. <laughs> well, uh, why are we going outside? Uh, it's just uh, the air is out there. Okay, uh, we'll have your stuff shipped to you. 
Uh, there's a flight waiting for you to go home. Enjoy in yourself. In a black trash bag. Yeah. In a black trash bag. Yeah. I probably wouldn't open it up. You might want to send it to a dry cleaner first. Right. <laughs> but congratulations, though. You're 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 dumber than 90% of the guys on the roster. Congratulations. <laughs> you might think it, but keep it to yourself. That that would be my advice. Yep. But then you know what? Like, th- There's the adverse, right? To where like, okay, we came from that WWE environment like we talked about last week, right? With Jeezy, right? Like Jeezy just gets it. Right. And that's why, like, that, like I don't see any difference between G's and any of us because, like, he never worked for the same company or whatever. No, no, that has nothing to do with it. Talent, talent's talent. Talent shines exactly. through. That's like saying Sting wasn't one of the greatest. And he literally did it without one run in the WWF or E. And eventually at the end, he did it. And honestly, I kind of wish he didn't because yeah, he was the one guy. That was became a household name, and he was never under the machine. And even when he did do it, he was already he was already a Hall of Famer at that point. And so, yep. yeah, I, I think you know when you think of guys like who who was one of the greatest of all time, you have to say Sting because he did it in a smaller company for a long time at a high level, and he never had yeah. to j- pull the uh, uh, parachute and get over. And I, you can't tell me the WWE didn't want him. You cannot tell me yeah. they didn't want him. You know, and yeah. he he was one of the guys that didn't have to go. And I think I think that's what made him special and, and maybe hurts him sometimes in those conversations. But you cannot have a conversation in, in his era of like who is not like one of the best. You have to say Sting for no other reason. The fact that Vince had absolutely he is one the one superstar that that no that no one in the WWE could say, oh, we built him or when he came to us, we fixed him. We changed him. You know, because before, you know, some guys, they'd still be the Dingle Warrior, rest their soul. <laughs> exactly. like, but that's true, though, right? That's true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, it just, it's just funny, right? Like for every 10 or 12 goofs, you get, like, a Jeezy, right? Like, yep. someone, oh, God, thank God, this guy gets it, and, like, you know, it's one yep. of us, which is, it's amazing. And um, it's a, uh, again, it's a sad part, though, you have to. To sift through, and it's no different in WWE, by the way, right? Yeah, like or anywhere, any office. Yeah, like not everyone in that locker room is uh, gelling per se, right? Like there. No, there's there's a, there's a lot of watercolors, very few Picassos. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a reason we all still talk to each other, and yeah, um, yeah like when, when into your original point with retirement and things like that. It it, it is. I think it, it is far more of a mental game from our side of the. You know, or our, our little corner of the world, right? Like coming from uh, the world of wrestling, entertainment, and stuff, because it's like who you surround yourself with will literally, I think, like it makes or breaks your retirement. Yeah. Right. I mean, because it's like, are, are you going to be happy? Because to what Trevor said, I can't talk to normal people. Like it, <laughs> it's really. I mean, even like in in Hollywood, like kind of like like the oh hey, let's all go out and. You're going out for drinks and stuff like that. No, number one, I don't drink. But number two, like, they're just, they don't get it. They, they, they are not like us. Yeah, and, and, and Aaron, to be fair, it's difficult for wrestlers to talk to you. So, yes, yeah. yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, all right, fellas. Well, we'll see because we are weeks away from 75, and I think everyone in here has, has a vested interest in what's going to go on at the chase. And, um, yeah. You know, and and hopefully, Jeezy, you're feeling better, and some way you can be there. Uh, but if not, don't worry. 
Um, We'd love to have you there. Yep. That would be awesome. Love to have you there. Yep. But, uh, Thank you, fellas. But you first, you know what I mean? Um, but other than that, uh, EC3, I will see you there, and we'll figure this out. And um, well, may the best yeah, man win. Fast. Of course. And I know why you're doing it, because you want to see – you are the man in the company, and you want to see if you still are the man. Yep. So you kind of did a Cortez. You're burning the boats. You're yep. putting yourself on the line to see if you – to have you do it against me is kind of a great honor. It's kind of like the ultimate show of respect because you know what I want more than anything. Right. So, you know, I would not, I will not let up or lay out or do anything other than what I need to do. And, and I, worst I mean, case scenario, if, if, if it's my time, the company's in good hands. Likewise. You know what I'm saying? So let's fight to the death and let's see what happens. Of course. But only because of guys like you and Trevor who built that foundation. So having said that, I look forward to 75 very much. All right, fellas. We got a long ride tomorrow. Oh, baby. Not you, baby. I'm flying first class, but I will will see y'all when I see you. All right, for more for more podcasts like this, just like this, good fucking luck. Uh, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been Tyrus and the Wise Men. Enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.